Welcome to a very special, 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 not for nothing, with your host, Chris and Chris, yay, and your co-host, Mr. Michael Coldcuts Davey and uh, Dr. R.J. Weaver. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. We do this every, if you don't know, we do this every, uh, we check in with these guys every, what, like, bi- biannually, make sure Probably. that they haven't killed themselves. We do it live. Um, Last year we had the first ever Nick's Lament where there was upside, there was hot, there were mm. there were there were notes of there were notes of uh, of playoff optimism. hopes, optimism, dreams coming true, short-lived, uh, maybe short-lived. Um, I won't put words in your mouth. Um, first of all, Mike R.J., thanks for coming on. Hey, I always look forward to this. My yearly Nick's checkup. <laughs> It's like a, is it, is, yes, should we, exactly. Should we it's start, the digital exam Should we start part. putting your fingers <laughs> in your bottle? <laughs> I showered and everything. You did good. Yeah. Have you had it, Mike? Not to get too too gross too soon, but have you had a prostate exam? Has oh, ever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have not. No, I've not. Uh, it's, okay, that's the pro- that's <laughs> that's the question. Um, do you? How far do you clean before you get a prostate? Do you like dig in? Do you like go like a knuckle deep? Do you like, or do you just scrub the outer well, I, and layers? I don't want to get too. <laughs> Wait a second. Are we getting off topic? Yes, you're off topic. <laughs> Slightly off topic. <laughs> Unless that was the point here. No, no, no. <laughs> you just we told can, me it was the next. We can, <laughs> we can avoid it. Um, RJ, how are you doing? I'm just living the dream, Chris. Okay. Just living the dream. RJ. Watching the Knicks. Commuting to a COVID-infested school, but um, yeah, just living the dream. All right, great. I'm glad. To, glad to. Nice little. It's as dark as your as your screen. And Chris, how are you doing? Wonderful. Yeah, it's Sunday afternoon here. We're all yep. watching meaningless football, sort of on the side. Uh, but we figured it was a good day to check in with uh, uh, Mike and RJ to sort of get their thoughts on the Knicks. Um, I wanted to ask a question first to you both. Highlight of the next season thus far. You had a, probably the biggest game of your se- of your season last week with the the don't Google scores forty one. Uh, Barrett wins on a last second <laughs> bank shot prayer. That's big, but is that bigger than Seth Curry breaking the record on your home court and you guys celebrating <laughs> like you won the fucking national championship? What's what's the highlight? What's the what's the pinnacle of the season for you? Both was it beating the Hawks without Trey Young? What was it like? What was it? Is Bing Bong the pinnacle of your season? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who want RJ? You want to go first? I I'm trying to think of a highlight. There's to me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's not like the highlights come like in double overtime games that I'm already asleep for, and I read about the next day. And most nights I go to bed in the second quarter down 25. So I, I can't think of a high. I mean, Kemba scoring forty is probably the highlight. That was nice. Ever. That was nice. That was after he'd been benched, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So even our highlight was like a screw you, coach. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we that- had a, we were ten and one, and we went to Chicago and beat them. That was to me the crest of my good feeling as on 
as the Knicks, right? Like you felt like we were, we because we came out again, whatever we were, 10 and 1. Chicago was also about the same. Yep. We went over there and beat them. And ever since then, it's been like normal service has been resumed <laughs> as far as <laughs> Knicks fans go. Uh, yeah, that was, I'm trying to see what, you were actually just 3 and 1, but you know, still felt nice. <laughs> Oh, three and one feels like ten and one for Knicks. That's in dog years, dude. <laughs> um, all right. So, so it wasn't the Seth? I really want to get to the Seth Curry. Uh, oh, really? Game. Can we talk about it, please? You mean Steph? Uh, can Whatever. I? Can Seth, I just Seth say? Curry. So, thanks, so thanks, Chris. the idea thanks, Chris. that he that he got two two three pointers at the Garden, and that we have to feel ashamed about that is kind of ridiculous. Except, he, he, I don't, and then the other thing is, I agree the whole stopping the game and doing that stuff. That's on the NBA. I, I can't believe, you know, that's, I find it really depressing that they do things like that now. But yeah, that's, yeah it's, just, it's just the example. Everyone's boner, hate boner for the Knicks. Like, that was our fault. He got two threes in one game. And it's our fault. He went one pick before us. Like, Ronnie Walsh was supposed to stab someone. <laughs> I agree with <laughs> yeah, that. I, no. that. I agree with that. I, I mean, I, what was it? Who was the, you took that stoner, right? Like he was the next guy up that draft. I can't, the guy that was like always like stoned. I want to see Jordan Hill. Yeah, Jordan Hill, right? Yeah. We left DeMar DeRozan sitting there, I think. Greatest pure shooter in basketball. Um, all right. So, so Chris, do you have any, you have any questions thus far? You're being very quiet. Yeah, not yet. I'm just waiting. Okay. Just, um, yeah. all right, Let so these guys have a few moments. I, I, I'm just kind of guiding the conversation a little bit. Um, I think that the, the next obvious question is, is a, a year ago, we talked probably around this time. Maybe No, it's probably later in the season. It's probably like when they're about to make the playoffs. All four of us very high on Tibbs. Felt like he was the perfect fit for this team, what they had, what, you know, the grit, finding, finding ways for RJ to play. What are the thoughts? What do you guys feel as true Knicks fans now about Tibbs? Like right at this at this exact moment. RJ, go yeah. ahead. Okay. RJ. RJ, you gotta turn your mic on in order for us to hear you. I think you you're very high if you think we are very high on him, because I was certainly not very high on him. I was at that lukewarm. Um and he's just I can't blame this all on him this year. It's just him and Randall um, are so like locked, locked together, or like can't like in my mind. Um, I don't think I don't think he was amazing last year. They, Randall played out of his mind, and so did a lot of other guys. And this year, Randall's awful, and Tibbs doesn't seem to have very many answers. I don't know what he's doing with the rotation or the young guys. It's what? just been a mess. RJ regressed. I don't know if that's on Tibbs. Um, you mean this season? Yeah, he's had he's had moments. He's going to the basket, great, is like much more consistently. But his jump shot and his free can't make a free throw now. How's Taj? How's Taj Gibson doing? Taj was I think one for nine last night and tried to throw it down from the free throw line for some reason last night. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's uh, Tibbs goes way of 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 Taj Gibson. Really, it might just be up to Taj on whether or not a team does well. That has Tibbs as a coach. Um, is this a, is this like what do you want to see happen, RJ? Like it like for the rest of the season? Do you want to try to? Right now, you're sitting in the tenth spot, the play-in team. 
Is it? Is it? Is it tank? It's a good. It's a deep draft, right? Like, is it tank I mean, time? I honestly, for maybe the first time in my life, I don't like watching the Knicks games. Like, it's a chore. Like all this week, no one was gonna meet with you guys. I was like, like it's dry January. I'm watching these games over. <laughs> It seemed like I was torturing myself for torture's sake. Like, there's no joy, and with the exception of maybe Emmanuel Quickly, because even OB is really up and down. Quickly is just unadulterated joy, and I love him. But uh, I don't think we can build. I, I don't know. Do we hope for Derrick Rose to come back again and, and he saves the day, or do we just shut? I, w- I would kind of rather just shut it down, but I don't even know who's a great. Are we going to get that Gumby looking motherfucker from that's what we're going <laughs> to um i yeah i don't i don't know like i don't have the answers i'm i too find it like i usually can watch if we're all in the same group chat and mike or rj pipe like chimes in with like a random nicks fact and they know that you're watching the game i'll usually flip it over there and just see what i can like to ha- like pretend like i have friends in person that i can talk to about a sporting event so i uh that's as but on my own i'm finding it really hard to watch nicks games at all like i I don't want them to. I don't want. Rand, I'm a big Randall fan. I don't want Randall to suck. He does, and I don't want Tibbs to suck for this team because I don't know what happens next. Mike, what do you think? Um. So on the Tibbs question, I feel this year the same way. Pre- pretty much the same way I felt about him last year, which is kind of like RJ saying, like I'm. He's got limitations, and they're a lot more apparent this year than they were last year. Um. And why, you know, I don't, but the fact that the team is so miserable so far this year, I, I don't put it really on his shoulders so much. Um, and yeah, I think RJ's right. You know, the difference between this year's team and last, well, the defense is one thing, right? I don't know why they are not playing defense like they did last year. And I, it could be something has to do with the new guys. Um, and then um, offensively, yeah, last year, Randall was playing like, you know, like a LeBron Jr. type of player, like you're, you're like kind of like archetypal point forward, kind of could do everything with the ball. And now he's he's playing like um, like Julius Randle, right? Like this is the Julius Randle we've seen for the rest of the And I don't hate it. I, I still think he's our best player, right? And that's that's who this team is. And it's just our problem is a lack of talent. And, you know, and what's depressing is when I look at our future, like we have a good bench. Right. Like that's that's why we that's kind of even last year. That's a big part of our what success we had. Right. But like our frontline talent is so mediocre. And where is it going to come from? And like I'm keeping a cork in it a lot because I have so much psychosis about this season in some ways. Like R.J. Barrett to me is the guy who who I kind of obsess about as kind of emblematic of like the Bing Bong era. Knicks. <laughs> like the guy is such a fraud and so bad that I I would just I don't you know if we traded him for a, a bag of balls tomorrow I I would not I would feel relieved um yeah you just want to get rid of him outright would you trade I want to stop hearing about him would I want you, to stop hearing about would him. you trade him like RJ tra- said like this he can't play basketball would you trade I've him? never seen a number three pick who's been more dis like been less of a basketball player than that well, guy well, I wish I could coast on my high school reputation far as rj barrett has i mean you kind of like, you kind of do mike we heard we've heard some things we i heard know that. it's true now that's kind of true that's part of the reason that i hate him so much it just it's just like a mirror that i don't want to see um are you would you trade rj for ben simmons straight up 
right now? Because that no, that would be replacing one problem with another. It seems like to me. Like I mean, to be honest, from a pure talent perspective, I think that's a big win for the Knicks. But then, like, where do you go from there? Plus, this is New York, and and like Ben Simmons in New York, it would just be more like agita. Like it would just be really tough to to deal with. Dude, if we broke Randall, Ben Simmons would physically just combust. Yeah, like midcourt. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I. I wonder if it's like, and I, this is going to sound like a joke, but like losing Bullock and lo- then, lo- and then losing, and then losing Nerlens with an injury. Does that, is that part of the reason you're not as defensively sound? Is that- I don't know about Bullock, but the Nerlens thing is definitely true. I think. I, and I think about Bullock. I mean, I think we forget he just hit so many shots. He just right. got us on so many runs. Like he's very, he was, wasn't flashy. Um, I mean, I hated the guy, but I think looking back on it, that's the big missing piece, right? Like, I don't see. So Fournier will have one good game. Yeah. yeah, I have one out of every ten good game. Ten games will have a good game, and Bullock would just have ten steady games where he'd make four threes, and that's kind of what you needed from him. I I think part of the problem though is like you're you're comparing Bullock, who's a role player, to like your sort of savior or your or your missing piece, and and. <laughs> Part of that problem, though, is that the the organization looked at it and was like, "Oh, you know who'd be a great upgrade from Bullock is Evan Fournier, but let's pay him twenty million dollars a season to replace Bullock, and he's basically giving you the same, if not actually like worse output at this point." Good point. Like, yeah, like I totally there's, agree. With there's there's, there's like a whole, and, and this is my problem with with Tibbs, and we'll go back to that. Like what Chris, what you were saying, like I think. I think all of us were sort of cautiously optimistic last year that they were like, hey, they're playing great. They were the four seed going in the playoffs. Like, maybe Tibbs learned some lessons. Maybe he changed his style and all that stuff. But it seems pretty apparent and obvious that he he can't, right? He's so structured and he's so uh, narrow-minded in his focus of like how basketball is played. And that the organization then went and got like, hey, you know who we need? We need offense. So we need Kemba Walker and Fournier. They don't play defense at all. That's not how Tibbs plays basketball, and it's like it's you know it's total oil and water, and not doesn't mix. And so like then Kemba gets sit down, Fournier doesn't sort of play properly. Like he you know he was not playing as well as he played with Boston or other teams probably in the past, and he was overrated in that sense anyway probably. But like there's and then the whole offense and the whole the whole system is run through Randall. And like, and if Randall's not playing well, then forget about it. Like, you have no one else who can step up, like R.J. Barrett, who who is inconsistent. Who again, R.J. I think that falls back on Tibbs and the organization for not developing these guys properly enough, right? Like, that has to be on the organization for R.J. Barrett, who was a number three pick, who everyone was pretty high on, and, and was, was a pretty enough sure shot that he's he's not developing it enough at this point. Like, Randall's inconsistent himself at this point after a great season, like. For him to fall off this badly from a from from most improved player of the year from last year, like that that can't just be on Randall either, though, right? Like it's and I'm not the biggest Randall fan, and I think this is more who he is than what we saw last year. But but there is this has to be on the organization. This has to be on the coaches. Like these, this is stuff that this is why they're there and that's why they're in place. This is why they have structures of basketball teams with with coaches and assistant coaches and shooting instructors and all these guys now that they have. And you know, and like uh, nutritionists and all these things, it's like supposed to optimize each guy's performance. And and there's, I mean, so like a lack of talent or a lack of identifying talent on this on this organization, a lack of talent on this team too. Like, 
and I think Tibbs sort of did this in Chicago with, with Derrick Rose. You know, when he had Rose at his best, that team was amazing. When Rose got injured, they struggled more so. They, they didn't have that identity as much. They relied, I think, too much on Derrick Rose. And I think that's what Tibbs' fault is. He can't operate any sort of other way than the, the, the one thing he sees and knows and that's going forward. And that's Randall, who is, just has to control this whole offense, which really, I think, affects everybody else's performance. Can I pile on a little bit? Yeah. I think sort of going back to RJ being like, quickly is, is unadulterated, unadulterated excitement and enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch. Why the fuck is Alec Burke starting getting more PT than fucking with this with and more minutes with equal if not less productivity than quickly? Like I don't understand this like fascination that Tibbs has with these sort of That's... journeymen that like have I mean there's no doubt Alec Burke has game and like he can hit a big three in a moment, but like should he be starting all these games ahead of quickly? Like I just don't like can someone anyone explain this shit to me? Oh, can I just interject so I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying, but I think, like I guess going back to what I said before, it's like, I think it's a lack of talent. Right. And I, 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 the thing about developing talent, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand what that means to a certain extent, because if that was the case, then teams like San Antonio or I don't know who else, these other teams that are known for having oh, Toronto, right. Who are known for having these sort of talent development, you know, or successful talent development would be better than they are. Right. Like, but like, you can't just take a player and make them quote-unquote better. Like, I'm going to say some – so I compare a guy like R.J. Barrett to a guy like Mitchell Robinson, all right? Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, the minute he stepped on the court, the NBA for the first time, he had an NBA talent skill. He had an NBA-level skill, and that was blocking shots and rim running, right? And it wasn't perfect – but you said, ah, that's a guy who has brings one thing to the table. And if we can make him do the other things at like an average or even below average level, then we will have an NBA player. RJ Barrett, to me, stepped and could not do any one thing where you said, oh, man, we need more of that. Right. He couldn't shoot. He can't finish. He can't handle. It's like, oh, but he's really he's OK at those things. So if they all improve by 20 percent, he'll be a good player. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Right. You have to have the NBA skill to start with, and then they can work on your game. So to me, to blame it on player development with the Knicks, I think is a, I think it just relies on a kind of like what RJ was saying, like an old, you know, lol Knicks kind of like thing about the Knicks. And secondly, I just think it, it's a cop out as far as evaluating the talent we have on the roster right now, which is like, we have no real good starters. Now I, the, I don't like tanking, right? In the sense of like you have a like a, a starting player and you bench him to lose a game, right? But the Fournier thing, like, it was a mistake. I think clearly, right? We should have bit the bullet on having like quote unquote offense in the lineup and promoted it quickly or done something like that, right? And taken the hits for that um, to see what he's got. I'm not saying quote unquote develop. I don't like this idea again of development, but it's like let's just see what he's got. Right, well, on, like what, the, like what the Sixers are doing with Maxi. Like, it kind, kind of, right? It's like, it's like then you know, yeah. is this like you're not going to make him a better player, but you'll find out. Like again, I have my questions about quickly right now in the sense of, he, I, I like him, but I still have questions on him. How, how does he fare against a starting NBA lineup? Right, like what, what does he do then? And I, I, I would be fine like doing that, but I don't think. In terms of like winning games, we lose anything by having Alex Burks in the lineup versus quickly. 
I don't know. I maybe I've lost the plot a little bit here, but I guess what I'm <laughs> saying is like right now, I really feel like our problem is a lack of talent, and you know, we so the from the Porzingis trade to getting the number three pick in that draft and so on. Like we really, we, and, and the situation with the NBA talent market right now, we're in a really tough spot and I, I'm not going to like sort of just rip everybody in the Knicks like because of that. But I think that's really a lot of like where we're at right now. It's like, we just don't have good enough players. Like I said, you know, Julius Randall for all his flaws is still our best player. And a lot of the, re- and I agree about Tib- Tibbs has no, offensive insight right he is not he does not seem to know how to coach offense on an nba level and his plan is this is what goes back to to chris's derrick rose thing it's like put the ball in the hands of your best player right so that is on the knicks is is julius and but julius does not you know the 2022 julius does not operate well with the ball in his hands everywhere on the court so yeah i i i don't know you know so I think that's the I get I, I go back to the a lack of talent and rather than some sort of like um RJ, not, Mike, uh, Mike, no. Mike I think you you bring up you brought up a good point and, and it's one it's it's overvalue overvaluing talent from like from a fan's perspective but also from a from a team perspective too like everyone's like oh they have to like Kevin Knox is still on this team because they're like well this guy has to have talent right like yeah. they you know um and even you know Randall and, and RJ Barrett actually you know is to that point too, it's like, well, the town's going to come or we're going to get it out of yeah. them or we're going to, right. And so like, and then as fans, we're, we're always, this guy's the number three pick. He, he's supposed to have a whole bunch of talent. Like he's got to be good. Like we can't just get rid of him. Those kinds yeah. of things too. So I, I agree with you in that sense that, yeah, there's sort of this, we always sort of overvalue the talent that's always on a given team because we always think they should be better than they are maybe too and stuff. And yeah. that's not fair to them in this sense, but it's also, it shows you what maybe how hard it is to actually find really good talent in, in any sport. Yeah, I agree. Where does so where does Kevin Knox fit on this team? Like there, it's a team that doesn't have a lot of forward talent, right? Like it's t- Toppin and Randall and then Knox. Like why why can this guy only get eight minutes a game? He and, doesn't even get that. He plays in garbage time. Yeah. So what's no or, starts? Yeah. He's the only he's the only player on the roster I think that hasn't started a game. Like what is it? Like if Kevin Knox shows up and there's like six players ready to play. Like he's still a little worried he's not going to get in the game. Yeah, right? he's like, he's like, am I on a ten day exception? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, send him back to the bench if there's five, like Raid and Hoosiers. Like, nope. Yeah, my four out there. Right. Three of my four are Taj Gibson. <laughs> yeah, jerseys. It doesn't. I mean, make, it doesn't I, make I, sense. I just don't get it. I don't get like. Well, it, he, but you've seen him play, right? He's like, and the, his problem was always defense. He's gotten a little bit better, okay, but he's still. Again, he's not an NBA level talent player, and obviously the comparison. And I was the the, the picks were the two bridges is is is, and then um, Kevin Knox, right? And I thought Kevin Knox was the pick, okay. And clearly he was the third of those th- those right. three guys. And I don't think it's a question of oh Charlotte and oh the Suns maybe, but Charlotte has this great like talent development thing. I think well, it just turns out that three and D that everyone saw in like Mikhail Bridges. And Miles Bridges, I don't think anybody saw quite like this coming, right? But Kevin Knox, Kevin Knox, it was clear from two seasons in that this guy was defensively just way over his head on an NBA court and something had to give. 
Mikhail Bridges, two years in, was like, oh, wow, this guy can really make three-point shots and play defense on the NBA level. Two years in, you should see those sorts of things. And then I don't know where you go, the fact that, okay, we made the mistake with Knox, but at this point, he's trade, he's trade filler. Right, right? But, but, but I think you could make the same argument for Julius Randle. Julius Randle had a tough early years. His first two years with the Lakers, he showed glimpses of greatness, but then... What it took him get going to New Orleans and getting a break there, and then ultimately like playing his ass off last year with the Knicks. Like I, I don't believe that like you should be able to see it. Well, you he saw it with Randall, but I don't understand yeah. that reasoning, right? Like this guy did this, therefore that guy does this. Like, like. Well, I'm, it's the reasoning that just I'm like a drive time. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm not trying to drag you. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just meant that. I mean, it's just opportunity for a lot of guys too, right? Like you, you, and Tibbs, I don't think is one of those guys that's going to give guys the opportunity to sort of to fail before they succeed, right? Like in a lot of these guys, like Randall, uh, you know, he didn't work with the, L, or he didn't fit with the, with the Lakers necessarily in LeBron and those things or whatever, whatever that time was like it, it, but you also, sometimes you need to average, you know, 20, 30 night minutes a night just to see if you've, if your talent will come out and translate to game, sort of like what you're saying, Mike, like it's, you, you gotta have, you just, I think most of these guys gotta have opportunities. This is why a lot of these guys flounder around for a long time. And then they finally get on a team and they get in, put in a good position, the best position possible for them and their skill sets and whatnot too. So, I mean, I think there's various factors there. Knox has also had what four head coaches now in three or four years, basically on the Knicks yeah. and, and, and plenty of opportunities. <laughs> Right, but he, but like they've like he's gotten some run here and there at times early with each coach, and then they're like, yeah, you know what? He just doesn't have it. He's sitting on the bench. So there's there's also something about him too that obviously we should be. I just gotta believe he's. More so be- I think he's point. better than I just. I don't know why, and I think you're right. I haven't watched him play, but I just feel like these Kentucky guys. He's only 22. Like I just gotta believe there's something there. Like I just, I don't know why, but I I feel like there's there's. And maybe he is just trade filler, but I think I would maybe take the trade filler. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's him who doesn't practice hard enough or he doesn't try, you know, like there's some guys who do that too, who, you know, kind of don't, you know, it, it takes a, quite a few years for them to sort of quote unquote get it, you know, and how to play and how to participate and all these kinds of things. So, um, you know, I, sometimes it's just time and opportunity. I don't know. I don't know what else to, you know, how do you else do to sort of answer that? So, I think what Chris Herbstreit is trying to say is he doesn't love the game. He just doesn't have the love. <laughs> <laughs> is that a gym rat? <laughs> um, so what? So it's, we've we've all seemed to agree that Tibbs doesn't know how to coach offense. He's he's <laughs> okay. He's just, or, I, or defense now? Like what the hell? Like they can't even play defense. So I, but, I, yeah. How I do you explain that? That, that? that I don't think that's kind of like everyone is scratching their heads of what happened to this team defensively. You know, uh, I'll, I have watching Julius Rand. This is just a kind of an impression, but watching Julius Randle play last, like the past three years. I want to hear your Julius like Randle impression. Is... Can you do it? <laughs> Let me fix it's my not, hair. It's not that great uh, so far. Is like, um, you know, did you see this whole thing? Like the, his, the, the season before last, like the, the, se- the off season leading into last season, he had this special workout kind of thing where he worked out mm-hmm. in his bare feet and he did all this stuff and he lost weight and, like if you saw him play last year, it was it was different from watching him play other times. As he was quicker and he was lighter on his feet and he moved more. And this year he's back to being. It just seems not quite as quick, and I think that affects him defensively as well. And I think that feeds into the whole team. Um, there's just not as much like as as Clyde would say. Like the you're not hearing those sneakers squeak so much. Uh, 
on you know at Knicks games. So. I completely agree with you, Mike. I I had to do a workshop this week for the umpteenth time on like suicide prevention and intervention, and I was thinking of Julius Randall like half the time. The sig like the the signs of that someone wants to commit suicide, like change in affect, change in body language, change in physical appearance. Giving away, um, giving away important things. Giving Wait, away possessions. Literally, he does that oh, yeah. 40 times a game. He'll yeah. give away the ball or, or possession. Um, and what could be a cause of it? A public embarrassment. Yeah. Like, like right? the Atlanta series. Like, I'm, I'm actually, I was yeah. kind of getting worried. I was going to, like, send the Knicks a tweet. Like, hey, New York City guidance counselor here. We might need to check in on this guy. The thing is, is, like, only the Knicks remember that they were an embarrassment. Like, they got embarrassed by the Hawks. They were supposed to lose. Philly took the brunt of it. Like, the Knicks no, should have just No, people were picking the Knicks because we beat them, what, three out of four times? Because I think you beat them. was hurt. I think you beat them twice this year. didn't really too. watch the games thought we were going to win. I think everybody like wanted to. It's funny you could make you could make a comparison between Julius Randle and Ben Simmons, right? Yeah. Like embarrassed by the Hawks yeah. react. Like who, who reacted better to embarrassment by the Hawks? I mean, right? th- those two those two players and teams combined changed my entire opinion on Trey Young. I I I went into the Knicks series hating the guy, mm-hmm. and by the time he was done with the Sixers, I was like, I fucking love him. Like yeah. I like I'm I'm in. Like he's a true NBA player. He takes all this shit and he fucking just sticks it right down people's throat and like invented a move in the NBA that they made illegal. Like I'm, I'm, I'm for him. Like I'm for yeah. him. I, I like he trashed the fucking Sixers. He ruined like our best chance at a championship by far. Like it was a cakewalk yeah. for a number one seed. And I walked away from that having tons of respect. And I don't know if there's a player that that's ever happened for me personally for. You don't really give any no respect to Herder for that performance. Fuck Herder. You know, you know who I saw had also in terms of of reaction? as a, as a father uh, of a ginger, I can say that. By the way, <laughs> Matisse, Matisse, Thibault, like Thibault? really won that series for the for the Sixers, right? Who's in terms of a single play, right? Everybody talks about the the Ben no shot, yeah. But fouling a guy on a three pointer. Like is really we don't need to make we, this isn't about the this isn't about the Sixers, Mike. This isn't the Sixers lament. Okay, we're, fair enough. Okay, we're not doing I'm, that. Yeah, we don't, need to, we don't need to go down that road because I have like. So let's go back to your pre-checkup <laughs> preparation. <laughs> I got something. So, Chris, if you get a prostate exam, no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing. I'm pushing him off as long as I can here. Uh, but I know something. Like someone else, like uh, wrote about. You know, Randall and how his game is this year so far, and, and he's taking more jump shots and he's not driving to the paint and, and doing those things as much this year, too. And so it's like, you know, he's and, and the whole team, like they, you know, that blown fast break with, you know, with quickly who like was two feet away from the basket and then went all the way back and to the top. Back? Of the That's what my favorite shoot highlight a three of the pointer season. Yeah. And missed it. But like, like they're almost that relying was Barrett, on wasn't maybe, it? maybe. That was quickly. It okay. was quickly who did it. Yeah. But like who you know, there's there's things that like maybe they're they're trying to be a different offense than they were last year. You know, with you know bringing in Kemba and Fournier and, and trying and they are shooting way more threes I think on average at least from last year to this year, uh, or at some point they were almost leading the league in three points attempts. Like and so and like even if Randall is shooting more three pointers and jump shots than he was last year, it's like it's I don't know if it's speaking to it that the, they're trying to do something different and it's just not working, or if Randall's just sort of not is into it or maybe he's injured or what, you know, whatever the reason is like, they're, they're also playing differently and it's not, it's also not quite working too, which is, which is sort of ironic, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, well, part of that is like they went in, oh, we're going to shoot more threes, right? And we're going to shoot more because we were a success. We shot them well, but we didn't take enough of them was kind of the theory going into the season. And what they did was they got guys who like are just bad enough at shooting three pointers where like it's going to kill you eventually, right? Like, like if you look at the Knicks, like one of the characteristics of this team is they have these long droughts in games where they get where they get down by twelve points, whatever. And it's because they have an offense that's reliant. Like if you had guys who could shoot five percent better at three point shooting, right, or something like that, and three guys like that, then you wouldn't that quite wouldn't happen. Like just statistically, right? Like, but but they got guys who were just like, you know, the Fournier thing. I'll just say. Fournier is a guy who can put up some numbers, but he's never moved the needle any place he's ever played. And that's what he is with the Knicks. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, just good enough to make, you know, to make you feel like he can, he can make a difference. And then mm-hmm. he doesn't. And I think that's a lot of how the Knicks shooting is this year. But... Do the Knicks have OKC's first round pick this year? Oh, what? I'm, just trying, I'm trying to figure out who, what, where, what the Knicks have as far as trade value going into the or not sorry what like draft what their first round and second round draft picks look like trade value they oh. don't think they have anything to trade we have those it. we still have those dallas picks okay so there are a couple of um, middle first round that yeah exactly we have middle, rose can like, work with how we do we and we have all our own so that's i think that's what we have so yeah. is there a trade is it let's just get i want to get to this part is can you salvage this season could you trade any of those, in any of those, those pieces, and a, pro, like, there's no contracts you can trade. Like, I, there's. Let, not, me, I'll, let me before we get to the trades. I'll say this: okay. you could salvage the season still potentially because the, la, from this year to last year, this right about this exact same time, they were the records are almost identical. There's like one game off, mm-hmm. right? They were like 19 and 19 last year, or something like that, or 19 and 20s, you know. Something. So they're right there. They're close, and they did. There was they went on a, a huge second half run and stuff. So maybe this all kind of comes back together. Maybe guys get healthy again. You know, COVID kind of goes away a little bit for everybody, and things change. I mean, and and so maybe there's you could still kind of salvage the season. It's a lot harder, I think, to do this year though, because I think there's a lot more uh, better teams in the East. It's much more competitive and stuff. So it's a probably a bigger hill to climb than last year. But I, I, you kind of have to hope that like why if they did it last year, why can't they do it again this year and try to maybe figure some of these things out? Well, anything can happen this season. It's, a, I mean, the season right. can get canceled. Who fucking knows? Like this, this is like the, is it like this season kind of doesn't even matter. Like, is that the best thing that could happen mm-hmm. for Tibbs? Is that it's gonna just become like a wash anyway? Like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what, what, what's the best case scenario, RJ, in your opinion, for the Knicks this season moving forward? Um, that no other NBA execs have been watching the Knicks play, and we make a good <laughs> player. Because who have you been? Have you guys been listening to us? We talked about Kevin Knox for like five minutes. <laughs> like, yes. Who I wants know. anyone on this team other than maybe quick? Like they say, like they throw Obi and RJ into these trade talks. Like people are going to be tripping over themselves. Like I take Toppin. You take them as like along with some number ones or something That's like that. I mean. for, like, but, but there's nobody who look. Who are the players that are out there? Right. Like see, we mentioned one of them. Right. And I don't see the point of putting him on the Knicks. I think you know, the other guy is Dame, and I don't see the point of putting him on the Knicks. Miles Turner does feel like a Nick. In a, he would be good. Yeah, but he's not going to move the needle. No. Yeah. But he also, I, I like. I still. Like how does he play with Randall? Or how well, does that's he play the, with Julius? That's Randall the question. Like, who's the player that can help Randall? Because I don't think it's hopeless for Randall, right? Are we in agreement? Like, there's still 
Or is it just like fuck well, it? Hopeless for Randall as well. He's not a number. He's not the guy that I want. We need to play. Like what we've needed for a long time is a playmaker, right? A guy you put him in the ball. The ball in his. This is what Derrick Rose is still pretty good at. Like on a second tier level, is you put the ball in his hand and he gets you something either for himself or for somebody else. Julius Randall last year could do that uncharacteristically, and this this year and for the other parts of his career, he's not good at doing that. And we don't. R.J. Barrett, who was supposed to be that guy can't do that so a guy who defense is going to react to and will then be able to make something happen we we don't have anybody like that um i don't know where you get them right now except through the draft getting lucky through the draft so i don't know rj it's almost like we should have drafted donovan mitchell who everybody said we should grew up as a knicks fan a new yorker and exactly what we need but I'm glad we got Frank. It was fun. He was handsome to look at for four years. <laughs> oh, wait, See, I, wait. I didn't bring him up before, but when we were talking about like Nick development and guys who need time or whatever, I'm still waiting for, for to feel bad that we let Frank go. Like I, and not that I have anything. I love, I love him, but like, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. No, but I'm saying like everybody said, Oh, he'll go someplace out. else and he'll develop into like a key guy. And it's like, nah, yeah. he's yeah. Dante Exum. He's like, he's like a yeah, yeah, worse yeah, yeah. Dante Exum. Maybe. Maybe, I um, I don't think I mean, there's could've, a, you could have had to, you could have had DeRozan in the offseason. I mean, could well, yeah, that's the uh, everybody could have DeRozan. Yeah, right. Like every everybody mocked that that contract he got, and we'll see what happens. But I feel like what he happens. wouldn't have been having that season here. He, we, we don't we wouldn't give him enough spacing like for the mid range game. Like we'd muck that up. You also don't have a fucking all star to play with him. Like yeah, yeah, he won't be. He's going to be getting set up with. By Lonzo. RJ, yeah. RJ, isn't that kind of the point though? Like, no matter who you bring in or potential, like it just seems to like yeah. it, it'll never work, right? You'll muck it up. You'll always sort of muck he's it up. Right. This team yeah. will always sort of muck it up in a way. Like I said, like if if a guy like yeah. Donovan Mitchell decides he's not happy in Utah, like th- those are my hopes, right? It's like, and that's the NBA, right? Like one day a guy, it turns out so and so demands to be traded, and we'll see what happens with Utah, right? Like if they blow it this year, something's got to give. I, you know, that's, that's, that's Zion. Zion's another guy right now. I don't want to, you know, get this whole thing about whether Zion's like, you know, who he is, but the idea that like Zion blows up with, with the Pelicans and the Knicks get him, like, that's the kind of luck that we're going to need is like something like that to happen. That's, that's the only, the only, you know, or we get lucky. We, we, we strike it rich with somebody in the draft. Right. Cause still there, a chance, there's no... still a chance LeBron will come. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I don't even know if you want him anymore, dude. <laughs> I can see it. Can't you see him closing out his career in New York? Him and Randall, two point forwards running the game. Oh, that'd be amazing. But yeah, you know that wherever he goes next, you have to take Bronny, too. Yeah. And, you don't uh, want Bronny? Sure. <laughs> that feels like a perfect nope. next coup. Does Kaj Gibson have kids that are old enough? Tibbs will be sweeping into local CYO <laughs> Brooklyn teams to get Taj Gibson Jr. <laughs> oh man, that might be your only hope actually at this point. All right, so it sounds hopeless. This is great. I want to get a quick. We're b- back, baby. We're before back. you guys kill yourselves live on air, which would be fun. Uh, what? What? Let's, let's. We'll start with RJ. What's your prediction for the Knicks this season? Like, what? Where do you see them landing? Look into your crystal ball. I think outside of the we're in classic Knicks form, we'll be either right outside the plan, or or get in the plan and, and lose 
right away and get like what what pick will we get nine somewhere in the nine to 12 range yep. um and we'll pick somebody god awful like we'll, we'll take Hill's buddy Bayheim. we're gonna yeah. get buddy Bayheim. <laughs> that'd be so fucking awesome <laughs> mike what i'm guessing you're agreeing in agreement. i same thing i think we're the we're in number 10 we lose to charlotte in the play-in uh, and then um, we get some guy who we're told is like real, you know, is good, except compared to everybody else playing in the NBA, right? <laughs> except compared to all the other draft picks, right? So yeah, like the least upside, the guy with the guy with the the lowest ceiling, but like for, for NBA ready, <laughs> highest floor, lowest ceiling. Oh, Galepsi, that's what we're gonna get. Galepsi from Villanova. Yeah, like a four-year senior, maybe five-year senior. Guy that's ready to play, you know, seventeen minutes a game right off the bat. Former walk-on who's just been grinding the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Chris, Chris what do you think is going to happen with the Knicks? I don't have a prediction. So, what do you think? Uh, I don't either, but I, I do hope they sort of I, I do hope they sort of find this a little bit. Like I think, well, like Chris, you were saying earlier, kind of start the the season or the show uh, is the sort of for the Knicks' sake and for Tip's sake, I guess, whatever, and just get some positiveness out of this back. Uh, you know, and and sort of, I don't know. Just, I mean, Tibbs otherwise, is, what what do you got? Tibbs like, is coaching you, this team. Like next you have to fire year, right? him. Like Tibbs is coaching this team next year, right? I'd say. I think. So. I think oh. he is right. Like that's. Just, I think they went in all in on him. I don't know what else. Yeah. I don't know what Plan B Leon, is for them now Leon because the guy him. was yeah. too close to Tibbs. Yeah, I think uh, you guys agree. I think we're going to see Tibbs as your coach next year. And Julius Randle might not be anything without Tibbs. He, Tibbs might be the only guy who kind of allows Randle to be. I think it's the end of the, the road. Where the scenario where Tibbs has to go is like the Knicks like end the season on like uh, you know like uh, you know three and seventeen or something like that, and then the fan the fans and the media just like demand his head, and then they have no choice. But but all the other things being equal, I think yeah he's 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 back. I don't see who else. Who like, yeah? Who's what, a sexy like the point coaching, of getting other coaches? Who's a sexy coaching candidate right now that would even. Yeah, makes no, sense. No one. I swear to God, if somebody says Mark Jackson, I'm throwing my computer <laughs> into the snow. Guy's not a sexy anything. Doc Rivers. <laughs> Stan Van Gundy. Oh, geez. oh man. Even that just would be such a listen to his, he had the top from tips to, to Stan Van Gundy. Listening to Stan Van Gundy's voice for 30 seconds is insufferable. It's, I cannot imagine him telling you what to do. It's unbelievable. I can't believe. Yeah, this I know, guy's, right? This guy's been a coach for so long. Like it doesn't even make sense to me. Um, all right, we gotta we gotta kind of wrap this up. Uh, Mike, RJ, before I ask you the question that of all questions, uh, do you have any like parting thoughts, ideas, questions, anything that you want to get out in the universe and then in the next verse? Hopeful, unhopeful, sad, you name it. You can, the floor is yours. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I would say that this is as a lifelong. Uh, Knicks fans, this year has been one of the worst, and not saying something, and that I'm putting all my energy into my Fordham Rams, um, who have a bunch of teams are ducking us now, getting COVID, or undefeated in the Atlantic 10. We're, I think, like 9-5, and five, so spend your time. If you're going to watch New York City Hoops, watch the Fordham Rams on ESPN Plus instead of the Knicks. I got a guarantee from a uh, Department of Health official here in Pittsburgh that they Duquesne has already used up all their COVID passes and they will be playing for them in February. So don't worry. And Mike, 
I, I guess is there, I, is, there, I try, is, there a, is there a D three softball team that you want to plug real quick? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't recognize college sports. Um, I um, I, I try to remember that we were kind of like the worst team in the league not long ago, and um, that re- I really did not enjoy that. And I feel like we're in the NBA again, which I, I do like. But um, the you know what's the Bing Bong era is really is really cringy. <laughs> and I I have a really hard and that's really where, where we're at. Like you know, there's certain teams in the NBA I hate them because of their fans, like Utah, or like I, really? I like the players and I like the teams, but I hate the fans. Yeah. And it's funny, the Knicks are sort of starting to turn into one of those teams. As a Knicks fan, the Knicks are starting to turn into one of those teams for me. Yeah, that's I had that same problem with the Phillies. Like when I was a Phillies fan, I was like, I went to a couple of Phillies games in Philly, and I was like, I don't think I like this team anymore. <laughs> like this fan base is the fucking worst. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Chris, any any last thoughts? Um, you and I will collect each other's thoughts on uh, playoff picks after, right after this podcast. Actually, it'll, we'll do it later this week, but it'll seem like we're doing it right after this little get-together. Why are you giving away the secrets? Sorry, man? sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no more thoughts. Okay. Uh, okay, so as before we leave, I just want to say one. I, I've asked this question a thousand times, and I want to ask it again. Uh, can we confirm this is the curse of the Gambolero? Is that why the Knicks are doing so poorly? Is this the return of the curse of Gambolero? I don't recall what the curse of Gambolero is. <laughs> exactly. Nobody does. It's all Chris's in head. <laughs> you guys, I can do it again. We could go through the whole history of Gambolero if you want. I, I, yeah, um, We're out of time, yeah, Chris. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> we gotta go. I don't know why I didn't bring it up earlier. God damn it. All right. Uh, cold cuts. Uh, Hubba Bubba, thank you guys for coming on the pod. I love you. Uh, Okay, Chris, I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, Chris, enough Knicks bullshit. Uh, Let's talk about these, uh, the slate of games we've got coming up uh, Mm -hmm. for, what are they calling it now? Something uh, fantastic. Wildcard weekend? Well, wildcard weekend. But it's like wild wildcard week. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Jesus. Are they they trying to, why do they always try to market this stuff? Because they want it to be like March Madness. Like everybody, like everything's got to have a thing. An alliterated thing. <sighs> Selection Sunday. Fucking the NFL, it doesn't need get it out of here. I know. They could they could be like uh, yeah, it could it could be like the they could have a weekend where it's like the worst teams play each other and it would be fine. Yeah. They could be like yeah. worst team weekend. Like, and like yeah. every and every team has to play <laughs> all the bottom four teams have to play each other in London. Be made, people would watch. I'd watch it. Sure. Probably. I mean I'd probably not. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hell yeah. We would gamble on it. Oh, for sure. Uh Boy, Chris. Not that we should be. Speaking Not that of, we should be, Chris. Speaking of gambling, I ate my balls last weekend until I went to sleep and woke up and the uh, Raiders and Chargers had nearly tied. Damn. But I had the wherewithal to bet overtime, not the tie, at 12 mm-hmm. to 1. And I slammed a hundy on it. And I, made, I woke up happy. I'd had a bad weekend. A really bad weekend. And that ma- magical, fortuitous moment of me... Uh, thinking there probably would be at least a version of a tie, and then not betting the tie made mm-hmm. me feel like a real smart cookie. But man, I had a terrible weekend, and I had a terrible so, week. Well, let me let me let me ask you that then, because because there was a, you won big, okay, right on that yeah. on that overtime bet. Yeah. And th- does that one huge win sort of negate or sort of? make everything else sort of disappear from your mind or do you do you sort of lament on the losses so i'd had more not really because i it was a bad beat weekend 
Mm-hmm. Like I missed a pretty cool touchdown, three person touchdown parlay. I do this white receiver parlay every week, uh, <laughs> and Gronk Gronk missed it for me. So and it was <sighs> really close. And then I had a bet. I had a um. I had a Chiefs. No, I had San Francisco covering with Cooper Cup over uh eight or uh eight plus receptions, and he had seven, and he, there was mm. a pass interference on the last one. Mm. So like I'd had. It was like close bad, on a lot of it was things. a bad beat weekend. Yeah, yeah. so I was feeling yeah. really low. So this right. did, this was like, this overcame it. Like this okay. made me feel like a little bit better about. Yeah. yeah, I really, I I really fully expected the tie. Like I, I but I was like, this is gonna tie. Like I was watching the first half of that game, and knowing the Steelers' luck, it was gonna mm. be a tie. Really, all I at that point, like more than the Steelers making the playoffs, I just cared that. The Raiders won because if the Chargers won, then that meant that would have meant that Baltimore would have made it into no. The Raiders winning meant Baltimore would have made it if they would have beat the Steelers. So oh. all basically, Baltimore missed the playoffs by blowing a game against the Steelers, which I don't think anyone's made a real big deal about. But to me, that's the win. Like that's keeping Baltimore yeah. out of the like, playoffs is a big deal. And I texted yeah. my Baltimore friends, and they're like the worst. They're like, we wouldn't have gone far in the playoffs anyway. I'm like, really? Yeah, so you don't want you don't want to be like, yeah, of course not. But like, it doesn't like to me beating Baltimore's the season. Like, sure, like, sure, that's that's yeah. what it is. Like, and they're, sure. and they're gonna play this whole this guy fucking guys like, oh yeah, congrats to congrats to what? Like that? Like, I hate when people like <laughs> like appreciate your team's accomplishments. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> what? Why do you hate that so much? Why do you? I'm like just you hate sportsmanship. You hate sportsmanship. It's not. It's fake sportsmanship. No, it's, it's sport, not. You it's just appreciate It's sportsmanship. Like that's just maybe they would rather see Watt have the sort of the the share that lead than just have Strahan as the solo, uh, you know, single season record holder. <sighs> Whatever. That's something you can get on board with. Well, that's a hocus pocus. Uh, Sack. So I don't. Honestly, I just want Strahan's record to get beat. I don't care who does it. I just yeah, hate right. that that guy has it. Right. And I whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, last week uh, I did terribly. Six and ten to close out the season. One forty, one twenty five, and two. Still a great winning percentage. Uh, great winning percentage. And then you pulled off the miracle. You saved your season by staying above mm. five hundred. Eight mm-hmm. and eight. Uh, really, all you needed was like five wins. So you yeah. staved off mediocrity. Uh, you're a slightly above mediocrity at 135, <laughs> 130, and two. I'm happy actually the way this turned out because I was on a bad streak there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I kind of I I it played. Was grim, it was looking grim. I and, limped uh, into the playoffs. I'm the Patriots. Like I, mm-hmm. I Patriots peaked when I peaked, and then I've just been like I, my true colors have shown through. <laughs> and I'm the Steelers. Yeah, I'm you're the Steelers. the Steelers. I yeah. barely get in. Yeah. yeah. So here we are. We could talk <laughs> oh, about both those teams. Steelers. We've got a wild card weekend. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers somehow in the playoffs. Jesus, which is a gift for everyone. Um, but sure, let's start. Yeah. Let's start with uh, let's start with uh, last Saturday's Vegas game and and Cincinnati do the thing. Great, I'll do. I'll do the thing. Vegas uh makes the playoffs, which I'm I I'm okay. I'm indifferent about. I'm okay. I I I think we what deserve... a story, Chris. What a story. A team that's just <laughs> overcome self-inflicted adversity over self-inflicted yeah, yeah, adversity. Yeah. Give me a break. It's not like they were hit for, by a tornado. For someone like, to keep shooting themselves in the foot like repeatedly. Yeah. 
Just like, yeah. who, who it's, a, it's a really, it's a compliment. It's a it, really a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> I mean, you really want to go take it back even further. You could be like, Antonio Brown was on this team last year. Mm-hmm. Like, we could really pile on. I'm so <laughs> sick of, like, this idea that Las Vegas is, like, noble in this achievement. It's fuck you. Like yeah. I said it last week. Well, I'll say it again. I... The NFL wanted this team in the playoffs. Well, I, I think, I, see, this is where I, I don't believe you. Because I think, I don't think they wanted... Big Ben and the Steelers in the playoffs, and you would rather have Justin Herbert and the Chargers, a, a, play, a team on the, on the rise with a young, yeah. exciting quarterback I d- in the I, playoffs. I disagree. Because I think that, that you can ride that fucking Ben Roethlisberger story. Like, I think... I think There's the, nothing to ride the Steelers there. Making, the Steelers making the, play, the playoffs was the worst possible thing that could have happened to Pittsburgh. It means they're stuck with Matt Canada again. It means Ben Roethlisberger gets to go out a hero with the, like, the feeblest fucking offense ever. And then you've got... What Mike Tomlin is like now a Hall of Fame coach? Like <laughs> so stupid. I mean, he, he is. I, I know. Listen, I, 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 the fact that he 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 is winning and he and he gets his team into the playoffs with 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 Ben and all this crap the last couple of years and and like I I think he's but a pretty he, darn good coach. Oh, I, I would rather him than most coaches. Like I don't get me wrong, I like the stability, but the thing is, is like now looking looking ahead to Sunday. Sorry to jump ahead. Vegas and Cincinnati, but like Pittsburgh could be competitive in this game with a different coach. If they were like, if Mike Tomlin actually tried something different, he just won't. So like, you're going to get, they're going to get the same team that yeah, they played. Of, I think a lot of a coaches weeks are do, ago. Uh, the same way though. I don't right. Like, like you're gonna, who, Belichick wouldn't, Belichick would come up with a different Bel- game plan. Honestly, but Belichick's, I think it's the only coach in this league that does, that does that, is that, that doesn't just hit, sticks to one thing from game to game, you know, from season to season. Like he's always changing things. I mean, I, I, it's, it's my thing about Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's tried and true. Like he does one thing. That's all he does. And that's all he, cause that's all he knows. I think Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh changes things up. I, I, like, I, I kind of yeah, be- I think you're right. I think you're right. Harbaugh's believe, probably one of those guys. That he, in, yeah, and he's also guy. like, I think he forced himself to start changing things up, especially with like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he, exactly. He had to but then do a different get, offense. Then he he gets had to a, do different things. But he changed. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I Pittsburgh could take the take let run the hurry up offense. Let Roethlisberger call his last game. Just let him fucking make all the play calls so he's comfortable in throwing what he needs to throw. I'd be cool with that. And then yeah. just let him go then, out. How he wants just to go after Mahomes. Just go after him. Send the fucking house every goddamn time. Get him out of the pocket, and if he beats you, he beats you. Like, let him run the ball. Like, there's just a he's way. He's gonna beat you anyway. So there's a, there's yeah. a way to do it, but it's not okay. the way that they've been playing. Right. We saw that four yeah, weeks ago. I know. And they got their asses handed to them. And they're the only difference is that T J Watt's slightly healthier. That doesn't that does not a fucking win make. Like it doesn't. No. No. In this game, no. they Kelsey's playing like and Tyreek Hill. Like it's a different. Right. Anyway, yeah. so that's right. jumping ahead. Love Vegas, Cincinnati. We'll jump back. Who do you Let's like? jump back. So uh, we're, uh, we're also working off the thing here. Like everybody, like, so Cincinnati had like COVID guys last week that didn't play week 18. I, I'm assuming, and so far as of Thursday morning here when we're recording this, like most teams are healthy and non-COVID affected for the most part, right? Like right. I, I haven't seen or heard anything as of yet. So we're basing it off of that, or at least for myself for now. Uh, last week we tried to guess like Cincinnati kept it close, even though they had half the roster out. Right. But Vegas is a, is a five point dog on the road in Cincinnati who's in the playoffs for the first time. And man, before Ronald Reagan was president, I don't know. Like what? Yeah. Like since it's been a while for Cincinnati and I'm excited for them. Um, I'm excited for them too. I've heard- and I just don't think Vegas has enough to even keep this game close. If Cincinnati is fully healthy across the board. I'm good. Dude, I, there's a, 
Okay, so you're taking Cincinnati. Yeah. L- hear me out. Yeah. An all road dog playoff. <laughs> if you just took all road dogs, you'd get Vegas, New England, Philly, Philly. San, Francisco, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and it, and Arizona. Like, is yeah. that that far? That's three and three. It's not that far fetched. The only one that wouldn't be wouldn't be on there for your parlay is Pittsburgh. I, I just don't think Pittsburgh can even cover can on cover this game. 12. Yeah, but I, uh, the rest of them can all, you know, possibly win. Actually, exactly. Like, I wouldn't do the. I mean, if you put a ten bucks on the money line, it'd be fun because mm-hmm. you get pretty good odds. But I mm-hmm. think that there's a there's a case to be made for like I think you're right. Five of six road yeah. dogs. Yeah. So I'm gonna start off with that and take Vegas plus five. I, th- yeah, I. It'll either be. We also do horribly in wild card weekends. I think historically, oh, dude, I'm. I, this is a disaster. I we're always atrocious. Last year I was o five and one. <laughs> I think I had one win last playoffs. So yeah. I'm gonna just go against myself and say Vegas. This is so stupid. It's so stupid. It's ridiculous. It doesn't even matter. Uh, good, next game good, up. Good point out though. I should not be gambling this weekend, and I think I probably won't. <laughs> but there's some juicy, there's some juicy stuff here, man. There's a lot of temptation on this weekend. Know. You know, like the, the like the next game here is New England plus four on the road in Buffalo. The last temptation where they of Chris. had success. Uh, success. You know what? Four weeks ago or something, and they and they beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Similar weather conditions, not as it's going to be really cold, frigid temperatures. Yeah, it's not going to be as windy, which I think is kind of the bigger difference because Buffalo likes to pass, and that's a bigger sort of Chris, nullifier of dude, offense. It's a fucking a wrap. Buffalo minus four is a god-given gift. Like this just feels like so easy to me. New England sucks right now, and like I, but like the one thing they have is like an epic coach, right? They've got this right. like, I right, I. The thing is, like, I hate Buffalo. I, I know you do. <laughs> but you're going to take them. <laughs> Fuck them. I'm not. I'm going to take New England. I'm going to stick okay. with this. I'm not going to okay. take them. Because, because I, I, I've been saying it all season. Why fucking bail now? Give me New England. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I mean, I, I sort of, I, I, I'm leaning with you, New England. I just think it's, it, I, maybe Buffalo sort of refound their, their mojo when they beat New England, you know, in New England a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, they, they kind of handled the Jets, though, a little last week. It, it was probably a lot closer than it should have been. I, I think also it's New England. And like you said, it's Belichick in the playoffs. You know, if, if anything, I'm going to bet on him with points, keeping the game at least close. Yeah, I like, I, I like watching this game, I think. Yeah, and I think it should be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a, there's a lot of talk I even saw this morning that, like, Josh Allen, you know, throwing the ball in frigid cold weather, he has apparently he has really bad circulation. Um, and Bart Scott recommended like him taking Viagra to kind of like open up his uh, blood vessels or whatever, you know, get the blood flowing better or something. And people lost their fucking minds because he, the guy was so matter of factly like, just take Viagra. That's what we used to do. Shows his hand there. Yeah. I was just like, oh man, this is insane. Well, Viagra Uh, was invented for some circulatory thing probably. So maybe he's onto something. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a heart medication. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, New England plus four. We're both on the same board on that one. Sunday games, the early one, Philly plus eight and a half in Tampa. I I, I want to sort of believe Tampa can keep this close and maybe even win this game, but it's 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 Tom Brady in the playoffs, and I I just don't I just don't know how you sort of bet against them. Maybe yeah, it's dumb. Don't do it. Okay, great. I I loved Philly last weekend. Yeah, at home, yeah. Do, doing their Philly thing. 
We, I mean, listen, we picked Philly to and go to the playoffs so this year. I was so goddamn wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay at home is probably a harder team to beat. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think Philly's Super Bowl is making the playoffs, probably. And yeah. And Tampa, yeah. I don't think people yeah. realize Tampa is probably still hates fucking Philly, no matter, even though, like, no, none of those players oh, are there. Oh, that's anymore. true, too. But I think that's there's true. a chip. I think Tom is that weird of a guy. Oh, for sure. I, for sure I, he's that weird of a guy. I take Tampa. Yeah. I take Tampa. I think Also with with Antonio Brown calling him out now, can't you know, you just like, hear the pundits they're like, "Oh, we should of course we shouldn't have bet against Tom in the playoffs against <laughs> at home." And yeah. it's gonna, it's going to be so obvious. It'll be like, "Oh yeah, of course not." Now, How many years have we been betting against Tom now since we've been doing this like every single year basically except for maybe won the Super last, Bowl year? last year. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh middle afternoon game on uh, San Francisco plus 3 as the road dog in Dallas. And I, to me, like if, if there's an upset this week and I know it, it seems maybe probably is the consensus here, uh, but Phil or Dallas, you know, it's kind of been struggling a little bit. San Francisco really seems to be sort of coming on strong and playing well at, at, at the end of the season here. Plus, if I do remember correctly in our pre season show, your cousin called predict San Francisco in the Super Bowl. So both, uh, there was actually James who predicted San Francisco, James John, oops, James, oh. edit, edit that last part out, uh, <laughs> James Crooker, uh, <laughs> the intern's son, uh, picked, picked, uh, picked San Francisco and KC to be in the Super Bowl. Both of okay. them are still in it. I'm sure one of the, one of the cousins did the same, but, uh, yeah. but I wanted to give props out to James. Does yep. ignore his last name. All the listeners who are going to look him up on Instagram, don't even bother. <laughs> it's a weird, weird spelling of the last name. Oh, now I'm giving more information. Shit, I know. Take it your whole deeper, man. <laughs> but I, uh, but I. So think, are we? Are we with James? Are we going San Francisco plus three? Because I'm. I I do feel like maybe we're overblowing this, and everyone's sort of looking past Dallas, maybe a little too much in this game, expecting the upset. But um, I'm I I just it's uh, San Fran plus three. It's it, it just it's just eyeing me too much. Yeah, I. You just have so much respect for that. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna take Dallas. Okay. I'm gonna take Dallas because yeah. Dallas is at home. It's a huge stage. San Francisco maybe isn't that good. May, better coaching. Yeah. On probably both sides of the ball. Right. So, Plus, it's also Jimmy G on the offense. Like, I, I, do we really trust Jimmy G to like, I win? I do. I want Jimmy G to be a Stealer next year. I want Jimmy G or Dimes. Like, that's my goal, my dream. Well, Dimes. I don't think Dimes is going anywhere. So, I, you, I think you get. I think you can have Jimmy G. Okay. Oh, which actually, I don't think I would hate. No, I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it. I I think he would kind of fit in the Steelers uniform. He'd look too. great, and people would love him here. Oh, they would. Oh my God, he would be the he would be the biggest heartthrob yeah. ever. Yeah. So I that that's my that's my dream. God, he would never he could do whatever he wants in Pittsburgh as long as they're sort of winning. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if he had yeah. a season as as crappy as this one, he'd yeah. he'd have a fucking he'd have a statue he'd, in front of him. He'd be a god. Yeah. yeah. Chris, oh speaking of Permanis, uh I got my free Permani sandwich this week thanks oh, to that's right. Chris Boswell. I don't know if that was a real gift or not. Uh mm. it was not delicious. <laughs> yeah. But it was free, and a free sandwich is a free sandwich. So let's exactly ride. can't pass that up. Nope. Uh, can you pass up Pittsburgh as a twelve and a half point dog? No, this is a d- this is dumb. You're right. This is dumb. There's a way Pittsburgh won't play it that way. This is just going to be and and maybe I I see Pittsburgh like going into half like down seven 
mm-hmm. and getting the ball at the beginning of the next half and then punting. Like they just like they punt too much to play Kansas City. They do. They do <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they do this weird mean. field field control thing like they did yep. against Baltimore right. last year. It's like I'll punt here, I'll punt here, and after like we're gonna rely on our defense to stop twenty seven possessions in the world. We get a yeah. break and then we're there. Like it's yeah. that just doesn't work against Kansas City. So I like I think twelve and a half is pretty generous. Yeah, I, I, I do. Th- there is always the possibility, and Pittsburgh's been playing games close, and if not winning them, you know, I, I you know, almost the second half no of the season. No wild card team down with twelve points or more underdog has ever won a wild card game. Like no yeah, team. Like, they're ever. just I, they're too broken. Kansas City's too good. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't listen. I, I guess I'll say it this way: Would I be surprised if if Pittsburgh loses by ten? No. Like for some odd reason, you know, Kansas City struggles a little bit. They struggled against Denver last week, and they gave up a whole bunch. That's of... your best. That's your best comparison. But it's a different game. It wasn't a playoff game. It was. A I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm taking Kansas City. I'll give up the points. But I. I'm not overly surprised if there's like some weirdness happening with Pittsburgh's defense. Maybe steps up a little bit and slows Kansas City down. They're. They're. they're I just don't think their offense can maybe do the same. Pittsburgh's defense isn't that good. Their front. The like their their OLBs are good. They have no inside linebackers. And like Joe Hayden might not be playing. Like I, this, right? Like, I know. There's just the always same. weird things happen. Yeah. Who knows? You never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, but sure. yeah. All right. Monday night. Uh, I can't believe there's a Monday night game. Actually, they're really milking that I for the playoffs. Who wants this? Arizona plus three and a half as the road dog who in wants LA this? against like, the Rams. Who wants this? No one wants this. Nobody no wants this. No one wants this. Also, it gives a weird unfair advantage to the winner of this game. They have to go and play on a short week. Like that's just stupid. Like, yeah, is there a chance it's, it's that the a little, mon- that the winner yeah. of this game has to play next Saturday? Probably. Maybe. It's fucking horseshit. Yeah, it's a little weird. Oh, you play although, an 18-game season, then you get to fucking play on Monday night and then possibly play, like, five days later in the playoffs? Like, yeah. Yeah. What's going Here's on? my dilemma. The Rams, I haven't been high in all season. I, I, I do still think they're, they're probably not as good as everyone thinks they are. Uh, they've been struggling. Stafford has been turning the ball over. But the, the Cardinals... I think I said it last week or a couple weeks ago that I they were sort of they were they're they've been kind of falling off. There's no way Klingsbury beats McVeigh. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you I don't There's know how to no pick this game way. except for just take the points. Yeah, I don't. I think the Rams will win. Well, three, yeah. that's a that's a great half point, Vegas. You mm-hmm. sly dogs. You sly yeah. dogs. Would you take Dallas if it was minus three and a half? Uh. No, I mean obviously I'd take I'd keep taking more points. Oh um, right. Oh sorry, my bad. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's uh yeah, I, I honestly I can see Dallas winning by ten in this game too, though, you know? Like part of me doesn't think San Francisco's gonna be able to keep up with them. Yeah. Um I, I that defense I like. Um yeah. I, you taking you're taking Arizona because you're a Rams hater. I, just a, de- just just a default. Bias. It's a default one on this yeah. one. I, I I don't know. Like I don't think Arizona's that good. I, I think they're sort of gone the way like the Steelers last year. Could they, Cliff, they, Clingsbury be the f- coach we were talking about at the top of this? Like a coach that actually game plans for this for this team? No, I don't think. Yeah, he's, I don't he's think he's not that smart good or talented. So give me the Rams. That's just it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> one of us has got to win this game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, that's that's Wildcard Weekend. Thanks to uh, Cold Cuts. Thanks, thanks to uh, uh, Hubba Bubba Weaver. Uh, thanks to you, Chris. I've been talking to uh, Mike Vorkanoff. Um, try to get him on the pod in the next couple weeks. Um, he uh, Congratulations to him and to all the staff of The Athletic for being purchased for an immense amount of money by the New York Times. Um, 
and making. Do they I, get a piece of that action? No, but just I just love how sour grapes the ringer is about it. It's like making my life. Like, <laughs> listen, they're just like I can't believe this, and I'm just like Bill Simmons must be losing his shit. He sold for a hundred million when fucking this guy from the Athletic made five hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollars nice. selling local sports. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love it. So, uh, congrats to Mike, and we'll uh, hopefully have him on the pod soon. We've been we've been texting, so he's still in our in our in our sphere, which is nice. And then, uh, Chris, we'll talk next week. What do you say? Sounds great. All right, peace out. Bye.